Welcome back to Daniel Nathan's Pop Culture Podcast, where we talk everything music, movies, and more. I'm Daniel. And I'm Nathan. And this is going to be uh, one of our bigger episodes, going over kind of the chronological journey, <laughs> pun intended, uh, of Journey, kind of looking over their career, the different albums, and kind of behind-the-scenes stuff about yeah. the band in general. Kind of how they've changed throughout the years and their rise to fame I guess you and everything. Say, and like, we're looking at different frontiers yeah, yeah. but yeah um, yeah so it'll be a, it'll be a fun just kind of open discussion kind of uh just kind of talking about all the different aspects of journey what's gone on the ups and downs and everything so i guess we could just start with what was the first lineup of journey which is a very interesting question because um I'm Googling as we're talking. But, yeah, uh, you can hear the, the keyboard. <laughs> but uh, the interesting thing is not as many people were in the band at the start as like the legacy members, right? So yes, like sir. the first the first incarnation of the band was – let's find this quick because we're on the clock. Um, okay, so the first – the initial members were were Greg Raleigh on keys and vocals, uh, Neil Sean, of course, the legend, on guitar, rhythm guitarist George Tick Tick George Tick 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 Tickner, uh, bassist Ross Valerie, and drummer uh, Prairie Prince. So, some some of those people we don't really know, um, but. We know the the names that I know are Greg Raleigh, Neil Sean, and Ross Valerie. Um, so it was an interesting start in their career because their first album, of course, called Journey, that really their first three albums were a little more like proggy, more hard rock kind of things. They didn't really have their sound nailed down yet. And you can hear elements of that in because you know uh Infinity. Yes. Um and you can kind of hear how it's a little more more raw rock you know like it's not like it's the more what raw it's you know more, um like one more time for the for <laughs> no. no i'm just kidding uh but it's it's a little more yeah more just kind of just doing whatever straight, you know there's yeah. and there's not much of a there's less like fabricated in a way very right it's just they're there it's more it's more it's more harsh you know right. um which which is which is cool like the first few albums are sound very unique they don't really sound like anything else um and yeah, and, and and yeah, so really the first singer of Journey was Greg Raleigh, who was also on keys. Mm. And um, so it's very interesting because he, he has a lower register voice. Um, so we, we're, we're not hitting crazy high notes like Steve Perry was. Um, right. But it's a, it's a very interesting sound. If you listen, it doesn't sound like what you would think Journey sounds, but I think it's a really, a really unique um, sound. I mean, and we talk about like Neil Sean. I mean, right. One of the OG members of the band. Yeah. Of course, having like worked with Santana. Right. Like, yeah. That's and, how we got to start. And then coming into, you know, Journey. Yeah. And he, still, he and Greg Raleigh were responsible for forming the band. Yeah. And then especially when, you know, Neil Sean's still being a part of it today. Right. Right. Like, he is like the OG member. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the second longest running member of the band was Ross Valerie until he got fired in 2020, which right. we'll get into toward the later part of this episode, the whole crazy <laughs> thing there. But, um, but yeah, so these, these early albums are really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, Greg Raleigh and 
Neil Sean were both in Santana's band. Right. Uh, and then they split off and started Journey. And members shuffled in and out. And really, the f- their first major album was Infinity, which saw Steve Perry coming in. Um, and then another drummer came in by the name of Ainsley Dunbar, um, who is a great drummer. Like he, he has a very cool, unique sound. And um, Infinity is honestly one of my favorite Journey albums. Like it's in my it's in my top ten. Not my not my top five, but my top ten for sure. Um, I can definitely agree. It's a solid album. It's it, and it's really interesting hearing because you're kind of seeing the shift change from Greg Raleigh as the lead vocalist in the first three albums to Greg and Steve kind of sharing lead vocals on certain songs. Some will be exclusively sung by Greg. Some will be exclusively sung by Steve. And there's a couple songs where they're both singing like in feeling in feeling that that way, uh, which is a great song. It starts with Greg's vocals and then goes to Steve and kind of goes back and forth. So you're kind of seeing the shift. Because then in the later albums, like uh, when we move on from like Evolution and Departure, which were the last two with Greg Raleigh, he's more doing background vocals. Because I think what my thought on that is that Steve Perry caught on a lot with Infinity and they seemed to really focus on him. Right. And so Greg Raleigh seemed to kind of take a step back because after Departure, he left. Right. So in Infinity, it's an interesting shift of seeing like the two eras of journey in one you know they intersect for at least one right right um then yeah through evolution departure they kind of they're still there right it's kind of i don't want to say weeding out raleigh right but it's kind of like okay we we want to focus more on steve's it's a slow it's a slow crawl to be mainly steve Steve, right Um, and i mean infinity solid infinity's great like uh, they gave us lights um Wheel in the sky. sky. I was like, let me um, get it right before I feel bad. Yeah, um, and like, there's some really good deep cut songs in here too. Like, wheel, um, feeling that feeling that way, and anytime, um, patiently is a great song. Um, and there's some there's some other really cool ones on there that I can't think of right now. It's like it's like I have Spotify right here. Open. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's oh, la do la la do da is another great song. Um, I mean, for you know being like the first big one. Perry on it. Yeah. Solid album. It's a really, really good. A lot of songs still remain today. Yeah. And then we move on to Evolution. Well, and and Evolution. Evolution obviously got the greatest <laughs> Journey song. Um, Love, Love and Touch and Squeezing. Squeezin'. That's uh, a song for me that's like... Bro, I, I, like I, it. I will choose that song to listen to. I li- I much more like it live than I do yeah. like on Spotify. Yeah, definitely live. There's more... Because they they really extend it, like yeah. they play that song for like eight minutes live, but really the song's only like three minutes. Yeah, and a lot of it is the crowd participation, right? Like really right. Na 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 na. You know, makes um, it so much better. Yeah, and um, and departure. First off, I love the artwork on departure. I think it's I think it's really cool. Oh, and going back to evolution, real quick. Right. That saw the start of Steve Steve uh, Smith on drums. Right. That was the first album with him who is the the main like drummer. associate main line yeah he's yeah. the guy you think of but he is not the longest um right touring or the, he, he hasn't been in there for the longest there's right. a person who's been in, been there, in longer, there longer which we'll get to um but he's definitely the most iconic like like steve smith he's he's done and the cool thing about steve smith is that he had done before he was in journey 
he was mainly a jazz fusion drummer and he was like i just i just want to try out the rock thing like i just want to join a rock band and then he happens to join journey, journey and, and then just makes it fucking becomes one of the really biggest big. bands of the, the um, 80s and so he's just as much a jazz fusion drummer as he is a rock drummer like journey does not show the level that steve smith can be as a drummer like he's he's a monster like it's but it's cool that he wanted to do it's amazing that he wanted to do the rock thing and then joins journey. Right. You know? Um, and yeah, so getting on to departure, this is the big song. Any way you want it. Um, and this is, this is an interesting album because besides that, a lot of their songs, I would consider these deep cut songs. Yeah. I mean, uh, stay a while. is a really good song off this album. Um, But yeah, this is not like the one with all the bangers. Yeah. And it's honestly not one of my favorites. Like it's good, but I feel like there's, yeah, there's some songs that are just kind of eh for me. Like, I feel like this is not the first album you'd go to and say, like, like this is Top right. Journey. Like, it's good. It's it's and it's, very, it's cool if you're, like, a hardcore fan. But it's not going to have the ones that has all the iconic right. stuff listed. Right, And it's interesting because then the next album we get to is Escape, which uh, cool. if, you've, if, you've, if you've heard our ranking episode, this is both on our top ten of all time. This is number, I believe, four for four, me. I think that I was, think like, number seven or six for you. Five, I think. Five, right right yeah, in the middle something, ground. Like, something, something like that. Uh, but yeah, this album. So this sees the shift. This brings. This is the lot. Uh, the first album without Greg Raleigh. So now we are at the legacy lineup, which is Steve Perry, Steve Smith, Neil Sean, Ross Valerie, and Jonathan Kane. Who actually interesting fact about Jonathan Kane. He was in the band The Babies, which was the opening band for Journey. Oh wow. And they kept seeing Jonathan Cain play with the babies every night. And it was like, hey, that guy's really cool. And then they just poached him and wow. got him into, they, into, they into said, Journey. Because I, I, I don't know how he got in there. I don't know if it was the babies split up or something. But I, I don't know how they got him, but they got him. Right. Um, and it's interesting because around that time he had just left. I, I think he left the, ba- the, the babies because the story gets into Don't Stop Believing. Right. Which is he left the babies. He was kind of like reconsidering. He's like, do I really want to do this music thing? And he was talking to his dad about it. And he was like, no, dude, just keep going. Don't stop believing that your your dream will be a reality. And he wrote that down in his book. And when he joined Journey at the start of the sessions for Escape, they needed one more song. They had written everything or they had a basis of everything. They knew what was going to be on the album. Needed one more song. And Jonathan Cain was like, well, I have this one idea. He pulls out his book and it just says, don't stop, don't stop believing. And then he writes the chorus. Right. And then they're like, ooh, there's, there's something there. And then they develop it. And it's funny because it, it's the last song they wrote, but it ends up being how the album opens. Yeah. And it's um, probably the most well-known Yeah, the song most, the, yeah, there are some, the album. Like, I kid you not, when I went to see Journey, Right, we 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 both went to see Journey in April, in April in Phoenix. Right, and both then and then when I saw them again in Crucis. Right, both times, "Don't Stop Believing" was the third song that was played, and afterward I saw people leave. Yeah, I mean, you know, there is there are there are, and I'm I'm not you're degrading not, like, anybody, degrading but on, I just but think it's, it's interesting like, that there are some people who will get a ticket just to see for Journey yeah. for one song and then leave, and like, it's. It's a double-edged sword because I like I like what Neil Sean does because he was he was not behind having Don't Stop Believing be the closer. 
song. Right. Because he sees that song as an opening song. That's why they put it at the top of the Escape album. And so it's cool that we kind of get that song out of the way in the concert. And then you can do all the real, real, real cool stuff. But it sucks that there's people that will leave right after they hear that song. And I guess for a lot of people, like, they know Journey primarily because of this song. Right. So they don't really dive into the rest of it. It's a shame. And I think as a huge fan, I'm like, dude, you're like... You're missing out on so much. Sitting on a gold mine and then you're just walking away because, like... There's to me, there's nothing better than Journey Live. Yeah, like Journey Live is just one of the best no matter what era, which like, again yeah. we'll get into. But um, yeah, I mean, there's really just yeah, yeah, it's amazing. There are few people that like or few bands still going that can kind of keep that audience, you know, enthralled, right? And, and can just put on a like a stellar show, show with yeah. all the pretty much all the members being over seventy, you yeah. know. So um, so yeah, it's yeah, uh, mean, but yeah, Escape is a fucking fantastic album i mean we can go over uh stone in love which is both versions on the bonus track having the live in houston right um the escape tour in general is yeah yeah and that's something we can definitely talk about too is the different live performances but um but escape in general just yeah i mean the title track yeah uh, some more deep cut songs like escape still they ride keep on running dead or alive mother father is an amazing song and it has my second favorite song ever from Journey, which is Open Arms, will get to my number one. Who's Crying Now? I yeah, mean, Who's Crying Now is amazing. Like, really, this whole album is just incredible. Um, and so, so as far as writing, a lot of it was uh, Neil Sean, Steve Smith, and Jonathan Cain. Right. But then in Frontiers, there's a couple songs that are like just written by Steve Perry or just written by Jonathan Cain. So it's interesting seeing the collaboration on this album was like pretty much everything. Everybody, yeah. And then it gets more individual as we move on. But um, then we move on to their first live album, which is Captured. Uh, and this is interesting because it was recorded in 1980. So it's before um, Escape. Before Escape. But it was released in 1981 after. So yeah. it's interesting that the lineup changes and now you kind of have to retroactively to go back, back, you know? Right. So so this has this doesn't have anything from Escape on it, but this yo love and touch and squeezing it, yeah, <laughs> no. um, it's got a lot of songs from uh, yeah, Departure, Departure and, and Evolution and, and Infinity, yeah. And for me, the personal highlight of this album for me is um, La Du Da because it has an amazing Steve Smith so drum so drum so solo. Right. You see, it's seven minutes, and the song goes for about three. And that's that's where you know, yeah, he just went off. Like, yeah, he goes insane. So this was this took place in Detroit, Michigan, in August of 1980. The Motor City. And um, actually, you know what? No, never mind. This is a collection. Yeah, it's kind of a collection. So it goes through. Stuff. Like it starts out in Canada, then goes to Japan, Japan, Michigan. That's where the bulk of the album is, is in Detroit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so this is a it's a really really good live album, um, and, and then, then we move on to the, my the other big album, which is my personal favorite album of all time. I think this album is perfect in every single way, shape, and form. Uh, which is Frontiers came out in 1983, and this song gives us like separate ways. Send her uh, my love, which is my favorite yeah. song. Send her my love. Uh, we get faithfully. We get even some like. I guess not as well versed. Like if people don't listen to much of Journey post, um, yeah. like don't stop believing. 
But we get like Edge of the Blade, um, Chain Reactions actually. To really, After the really Fall is an amazing song. Um, Rubicon. Ru- Ru- Rubicon, yeah. yeah. Fr- the song Frontiers is really cool. This is definitely like, if it, you'll recognize the cover, it's such a yeah. famous cover of an yeah. album. Just like the uh, Escape Scarab. <laughs> right, right. Um, this one is the famous like head. Right. With the kind of like mask almost. Yeah. And like, I think the song writing on this album is the strongest of Journey. Like the lyrical content in a lot of these songs are very well written. The The music sounds stellar. This is like, it feels like Escape is an amazing album and you can hear the the initial like shock factor of, wow, this lineup is really work, 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 working. And Frontiers came out two years later, so they've really refined it. Yeah. And now they're like, they are locked in. Yeah. It's the way. And I, this is Journey at their best. Yeah, it's I the think. way I kind of explain, like, with like the weird correlation, but like the Batman Arkham games and Spider Man. Uh huh. Right. It's, the Batman Arkham games came out first. You know, they paved the way for the increased, you know, level quality right. that Spider Man did. So kind of Escape was like the Arkham verse. Right. Very much giving, you know, a like a foundation. And then Frontiers is the improved, refined exactly. version right. of it. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I want to take a second to talk about Sender My Love because this song, it's just, it's it has my favorite Neil Sean solo. It has my favorite vocal performance from Steve Perry. I mean, it opens insanely. It has it's an amazing iconic. keyboard line, the bass, like harmonics throughout. Um, the drum intro the drum intro everything it's just and then I mean is, the album itself opens perfectly right with separate, separate ways. ways yeah like also another fantastic song um, this is just an overall but yeah, great I mean, album Sender My Love is just like this, this I love how the solo is what closes out the song because right. you, you don't see that a lot right you see a solo in the middle and, and then but like with two with, with, there's another song on here too like that which is Faith Faith yes. uh, uh, Faith probably fully. my favorite journey song in terms mm-hmm. of like their ballads probably faithfully yeah. is the top one i just yeah. oh this is such a great album it's it's amazing and like there are like one or there's one deep cut song on escape that i'm not the biggest fan of which is uh, it's called like lay it lay it down or whatever right which it's good but it's just kind of eh but there is not one song that i feel like that on frontiers which is i think for me why it edges out escape for me and what's also an interesting thing about this is that there are two songs on this album that are really famous from right. from journey but they're not on this album initially right they came out as b-sides for a song on the next album and then another song that was like a b-side which is only the young and ask the lonely mm-hmm. Which are which both great songs, but it's interesting because on Spotify on the deluxe edition of the album they put them on Frontiers because they were part of the sessions. And it's interesting because they they were scrapped. Like "As for, the Lonely" does appear as like one of the first, or only the young. Yeah, the, yeah. The, when 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 I saw Journey both times, they opened the show with only the young. Like on the album, they listed above separate ways. I think for "Ask the Lonely," huh? Or one 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 of the songs is listed as the top on the deluxe. Rather than separate ways, which yeah. I'm like, but it's interesting that like they included, they intended to include it, right? But then decided I oh, would we'll put it on yeah. the B side of. Yeah, I think initially it was just they were just they were recorded and they just didn't fit with the like, flow of yeah. the album, and they scrapped them initially. But then like, oh, we could just put these as B sides right. on singles. They didn't want to get rid um, of you know good 
content. But then it's but... cool because they keep them as live songs and they always fit really well. Like I'm really sad because they've never when the two times I've seen them, they never played Ask the Lonely, and I really wanted them to. And they 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 have before, and it's really right. really cool. Um, especially Ask the Lonely, but only only the young was one of the first journey songs when i when i first got into journey that was one of the songs that i listened to for like a week straight like i freaking love only the young i mean it's okay it's such a good song ask Um, the lonely is my if i had to choose like the 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 two probably ask the lonely it's just it's so great but we get on to their next one one of i think most people maybe don't i think a lot of this one like they kind of yeah they kind of go over this one like they there's like two songs that people really know yeah, but I love it. Raised on radio. Yeah, uh, be good to yourself. Obviously, kind of like the big the track big song from this album. Yeah, but this to me is still like a really solid. Yeah, album. yeah, it's really and so as far as lineup shifting, we get um, we still have Perry, Valerie, Sean, and no, we don't have Ross, 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 yeah, Valerie. We have is... we have um, Steve Perry, Steve Smith. Well, Steve Smith is like half on this album and half not. I forget who the other drummer is, but um, the main members that are still there are Perry, Sean, and Kane. Ross Valerie is not on this album, and an interesting thing is that Randy Jackson is mm. the main bass player on this album. Um, oh, well. And we'll get to him later. And I'll I'll set up something here that I'll tie in later. The title wasn't initially going to be raised on radio, and I'll say what the title was going to be later. Okay. Um, I think I, I think, feel like I've told you this, uh, and I think I might know it. Yeah. But. Um, and it's interesting because think about the Randy Jackson correlation, correlation right. with the other title because this isn't the last time we'll see Randy Jackson on a right. Journey album. Uh, so that's kind of the lineup stuff. Uh, but yeah, be 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 good to yourself is the main song on this album. But there's some great. Deep cut, or actually, I'll be all right without you is also a, um, a big song from this album. But I love the song "Suit Sue uh, Zan and oh, Girl and Girl Can't Help It" and "Positive Touch" are really good on this album. And then there's some cool live stuff on the deluxe edition too. But so this song, this is the last, the last album of their like main streak, right? Because after this album. There's a 10-year gap before we get to the next album because there, I think there was some kind of touring thing or something. Well, I'm going to cut real quick because my chair is um, – yeah, there was, like a, there was like a tour thing with this album or something happened where I think the band got in an argument or something and split up for, for like 10 years and then they came back <sighs> – Sorry, my I'm kind of out of breath. Uh, they came back for Trial by Fire in 1996. And right, actually, what uh, if I'm correct? The after Raised on Radio, it's when uh, Steve Perry does his solo stuff for a bit. Yes, that's where we get and we like, get Sherry. Um, oh, 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 Sherry, oh, Sherry, Sherry. I'm gonna start singing Frankie Valley. <laughs> um, yeah, and so this this album reunited the classic lineup of Steve Perry, Neil Sean. Jonathan Cain, Ross Valerie, and Steve Smith. Oh, okay. And Trial by Fire is extremely Trial by underrated. Fire is a really great I album. I think it's one of my favorite, like, non-main, like, if you consider, like, Infinity, Frontiers. Right. This is, like, my favorite of, like, the non-metaphorical-based right. ones. Yeah. I love Trial by Fire Yeah, this is so a great album. Much. 
uh, message of love is a really cool song. That's how they open it. And this has when you love a woman, when you love great. a woman, which is another one of my all time favorite journey songs. Like my, my trifecta of journey songs is send her my love, open arms. And when you love a woman, what's my trifecta? Let me think right now. Um, <laughs> I definitely have faithfully up there. Yeah. Escape. I just oh, <laughs> iconic. Just the solo, all the work on that song. And Please send her my love. Yeah. Yeah, just... Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, on this one, I'm an uh, honorable mention to Easy to Fall. Yeah, Easy on to this Fall album. is great. It's yeah. so, like, I guess obscure because of, like, the album. And it's toward, like, the end. Yeah. But this one and then When I Think of You. Yeah. They're back-to-back with each other, and they are phenomenal. Yeah, I think um, One More is Good, If He Should Break Your Heart, Message of Love... Uh, let's see what else is on here. The song "Trial by Fire" is really cool. Um, but yeah, this it's a very unique album cover, and I yeah, it's a very very different right. album. And this is a big album because it's the last album with Steve Perry. Right. This is the last time he was on a Journey album, and this. Um, this is this is when we see a shift to a new lead singer. So we haven't had a lead singer swap since 1978. Um, and so in comes a guy named Steve Ogeri. We got another Steve yeah, here. Double. There's Steve. so many. There's so many Steves because there's already Steve Smith. Got Steve oh, and this, and this also did see three. the last. Uh, Trial by Fire was also the last of Steve Smith. Right. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, with the shift of Steve Smith, in comes, in 2001, the album Arrival, which sees the uh, the arrival well, of Steve Ogeri and the longest touring member, drummer of Journey being Dean Castronovo. And he is a great singing drummer. Um, very unique sound and a very unique drum sound. And uh, this is where he got his start with Journey was Arrival. And he had known, he had worked with Jonathan Cain and Neil Sean in 1989 mm. with the band called Bad English. Um, but they all spoke good English. <laughs> uh, they're, they're all from, you know, America. Um, and they had a big song called uh, When I See You Smile. Mm. And... So timeline-wise, we're in the middle of Raised on Radio and Trial by Fire. So Steve Perry was doing his own thing, and then Neil Sean and Jonathan Cain were were putting together a band, and they found this drummer, new guy, didn't have any any like big any big songs, big and stuff. he joins Bad English, and then gets his first number one hit, which is When I See You uh, Smile, which is a great song. I think I've shown you it before, right? Um, and so. So that's how he had known of Dean Castronova before. So when Steve Smith left, they were like, oh, we need a drummer. He's like, oh, I know. I know a guy. And they bring him in and they bring in Steve Odd, Steve Odd, Jerry. And Arrival is not one of my favorite Journey albums. Like it's good, but it's not what I. I don't know. There's just something about it that just feels kind of off. I, I mean, there's one song on Arrival that I think is actually pretty solid. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm trying to remember the name as soon as I say it's pretty solid all the way. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not like out of like the top journey albums. It's not up there. Definitely not. But I do think that song, that one song is a pretty like high in mind just because 
it was one of the first songs I'd heard with Journey, which mm. is obviously Don't Stop Believing I had heard before. Right. There are other more famous stuff, but the first kind of obscure hit that I found on my own, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty solid. Yeah. And then me, you know, being a dumb kid was like, <laughs> is that Steve Perry? <laughs> Clearly not. Right. But vocally, it's still, you know, extremely talented people yeah. working on it. Yeah. And, um, and yes, yeah, so then we move move on to their next album with Steve Audrey, which was Gener- Gen- Generations, which is not on, it's not even on Spotify, which I think is very interesting. Let me Google it real quick. Generations. Um, so the big song on this album, which I love a lot, like a lot, a lot, but we see it again on the next album is called faith in the heartland which i know i've shown you this song right uh, probably yeah um <laughs> you've shown me so many i've shown but you, i think i think i've I shown you a version of this song because it's on the next album as well right but i actually didn't know that this song was a it's originally written by steve odd steve odd jerry oh wow um and this is also it's not a it's not a great album but it's not a horrible album it's just good yeah um because besides Faith in the Heartland, there's not really a song that sticks out in my mind. Yeah. It's kind of um, similar to, uh, to Arrival. Arrival. Yeah, there's like there's one really good song that stands out, and then everything else kind of... It's yeah. not bad. It's just not And you know, with, with having so many albums, some are just going to fly under the radar. Yeah. Um, but So then that saw the, the leave of Steve Audrey after that album. And then for a brief time before the next singer joined... We got this guy called Jeff Scott Soto, who was kind of a sub singer. Like he 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 came in because Steve Jerry was I think sick, oh, okay. and then he he left after that. And so this guy Jeff, he was only in for a little bit, but he's really really good. Right. Really? Um. Try to track down some live videos with him because he sings really really well with Journey, but he was there for only like I think like a year. Right. And so timeline wise, we're in about 2006, 2007. Definitely. And within all that comes this little thing called YouTube. And yeah. Neil Sean was looking for a singer because that guy Jeff left. And he was like, damn, I need to find a singer. And they auditioned people and he just wasn't yeah. having it. And at this time, YouTube was not as big as it is now. Right. Like, right. But stuff, but stuff was you know, stuff, still circulating. Stuff, stuff finally was, was happening. Getting around. And, um, he was like, I'm just gonna look on this 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 this, this fucking app obscure called obscure thing, thing called, called YouTube. YouTube, and he looks around and sees this guy, this young kid from the Philippines, named Arnel Pineda, and he sees some videos of him doing covers of like Led Zeppelin, all this different classic rock bands, and then he finds him singing. I think it was Open Arms, right? Or it was it was it was a, it was a, it was, a, it, was a, it was a Journey song, right? And he was like, whoa, this guy is like amazing. He can do everything. So he flew him out, didn't even know if he could speak English, flying him out to the odd to the odd to the audition. And he was like, Well, we'll figure it, we'll figure it out because we need this guy. Did an audition and was like, Yep, this is our this is our guy. And then in 2008, they release the album Revelations. Now, of the modern albums, meaning anything from the 2000s. Revelation is the modern day escape for me. Okay. This this album is in my top three of Journey. Like we have Frontiers and Escape, and then right after that for me is Revelations. Like I think this album is damn near perfect. 
Um, and this album is really interesting because it's really long. It's a really long album. There's 22 songs. Right. But what's cool, I think this shows how confident they were in Arnel Pineda because they didn't, they haven't done this before where they have 11 new songs that they did for this album and then they have a bonus disc of it's all the um, 11 hits, hits the of, biggest hits of or, Journey. Or Nell singing the biggest Only hits. the Young, Don't Stop Believing, Wheel in the Sky, Faithfully, Any Way You Want It, Who's Crying Now, Separate Ways, Lights, Open Arms, Be Good to Yourself, and Stone in Love. Don't you just love that Open all, Arms is considered explicit? It, it's it, That's the weird thing on Spotify is that they no, title it. It's, it, it actually previously had, it said it was live. So right, I, don't, I, don't I know, know what it used to was. be live. I just find it funny um, that, that... Yeah, but th- <laughs> there's nothing in there that's explicit. explicit. I but, just find um, it funny. But it's really cool that... And all of these songs are re-recorded with, with Dean Ar- Castronovo yeah. and Arnell. And there are honestly some times where I listen to these songs over the classic studio tracks because mm. like, they just they sound so good. Right. And it's it's a great indication of how they sound now because... When we saw them live, the only member that wasn't on these recordings was Ross Valerie. Right. Like, that's, like, the classic, like, the modern-day lineup of Journey. Um, and so it's really it's really cool hearing the classic songs in this modern sound. And then the new songs, because it could easily have been a thing where that's the pull of this album right. and everything else sucks. Right. But a lot of these songs are fucking amazing. Like, Never Walk Away... Like a sun shower, change for the better. Wildest dream. We got faith in the heartland again. uh, Foreshadowing. (laughs) Um, After all these years, is um, an amazing ballad. Amazing Jonathan Cain written song. Uh, Where did I lose your love? Is amazing. Uh, What I needed is written by Arnell, which is really cool that they, on the first album, he's he's already writing songs. Uh, Turn down the world tonight and what it takes to win. Like all are just amazing. Um, so I, I, I think Revelation is not only a very underrated album, but it's one of the best albums Journey has ever put out. Um, and so so now we're in the Arnell The Arnell era, era, the, era um, the era of Arnell. And I have said this before, and I'll say it again. I like, personally, I think Arnell is a better singer than Steve Perry. And I prefer him. I prefer Arnell and Journey. I think I like both. Like, I can listen to both and be fine with it. Yeah, right, one. right. Me too, for sure. I think um, I, I, the same way I was talking about how it's kind of like had Steve Perry never done it, we wouldn't have Arnell doing it right. now. It was like, um, what's his name? Um, Steve Perry put like the bricks, you know, the, laid the foundation. Right. It was like what it was uh, like what Dylan said on yeah. our top five and things. Then, uh, like, and paved, uh, you know, a little bit of the road and then Arnell came in and finished what right Steve and showed us how cool how, how nice the road can right, be paved. right like credit to dylan the potential. on that one um yeah and i mean he's definitely right when it comes to like i love arnell um, yeah I, I remember when i had first gone seen journey because i had seen them a little bit in albuquerque yeah with dylan and um we were unsure because at this point people were still kind of weary of arnell even though he'd know? already been in even for though he'd like been in for years. a while but it was more just like it was kind of the whole adam lambert with queen situation right. where it's like can he really meet, you know, the essence of the originals? Yeah. But we, I mean, Arnell's been great. Yeah. Every time I've seen him, I've he's just phenomenal. And there's an interesting thing that happened because, first off, the live album, Live in Manila from Journey, is, I think, the best live recording of Journey that's ever been put out. 
that album came out and it was a huge success because they do a lot of Revelation songs and of course all the classic hits and it was a really really good live album really shows the prowess of Arnell it has my favorite live performance ever with open arms on that album and after that like few, like a few years later and like we're now in like 2012 ish something happened with the audio engineer and he starts to push the mix forward so for people that don't that don't that don't know when you when big people like this perform live they have what's called in-ear monitors which right. is like a glorified headphone like the best headphone you could ever have molded for their ear to fit in and where they just don't notice it but what it is it's it's a monitor so they can they can have a mix set yeah. of like your you hear your vocal but you also hear everybody else so you can help it can help you for your pitch or whatever yeah, it helps you make sure like you know you're uh you're in key and all right that. right so you can you can hear everybody and stay in time and everything um but the guy who was mixing that was pushing the sound forward of the other instruments, instruments right so he was not able to hear his voice so he had to sing louder and he had to sing louder and he had to turn up his his part louder and it just kept pushing his his hearing and it got to the point where he was sounding pitchy on stage, like Ar- like Arnell for like pretty much eight or nine years was there would be some days where he was just really off. Right. And he would just he would just keep pushing through it because he had to. I mean, he couldn't say anything. But as soon as Neil Sean found out about that, he immediately fired that sound engine engineer and hired this new guy and brought dialed everything back a little bit to the right sound. And Arnell is soaring again. And that was around the tour that like, dude, I don't know if I told you, but like when that, when that firing happened, that was seven shows before we saw them in Phoenix. And I think if I'm right, um, when I saw Arnell, he's what, it was still early on when that stuff was happening. Yeah. So he wasn't as like pitchy as he had become. Well, like I know. Cause you saw him in 2018, huh? 20. In Albuquerque? No, I saw him 2016, 2017. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it was... Because it was with was With Def Leppard. Yeah, so that was 2018. Yeah, my memory is poor when it comes yeah. to exact dates. Yeah. I, I, I'm i pretty sure it was 2018, but... um, I have a shirt. So that, that uh, shirt, <laughs> shirt will tell me the date. That had uh, already happened... That was already happening for like six yeah. years, but I think like it hadn't reached the level, right? Because he still it, didn't sound like it got I, to a bad point in like 2019, yeah. 2020. Because I remember that's when he had to take a break, right? And like 2019, 2020, because his voice was just not working. And luckily, with him. well, not luckily, but for better or for worse, the pandemic hit, so that gave him some time to, to kind of recruit, refresh. Him, yeah. And then when they got back out, the same thing was happening with this audio engineer. So they fired him, got this new guy, really young guy. And now he's sounding amazing again. Um, and so luckily when, when we got to see him, it was like, wow, yeah, this is a was, new singer, you know, because yeah. he was sounding as good as he did in 2008. And like, like let's with be this stuff, you know, like, like real, like he's not that young. Right. Well, he's he looks, 50, he's 55. He looks like 20. Right. Like right. the man is on stage. He is jumping around. Yeah. Doing he's crazy. Doing stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, kudos to him. Um, Like we're not that old, but yeah. Um, I if I were to reach that age, I don't think yeah. I could be doing flips. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and so, and yeah, so yeah, going going back to 2008, um, it was amazing hearing just how amazing he can sound. But now we get to the album Eclipse. It Which, came out in 2011. I don't really know much. About I don't. This album. I I know it, but it's it's again, it's a thing where like there's some good songs, but others are just kind of 
middle of the middle of the road. It's definitely better than Arrival and Generations, oh, from what I've heard. You can't say that about um, Arrival. <laughs> but it just it's it's, mean, it's, yeah. it's stronger for me at least. Um, and then there's nothing for ten years of new material because they're really just focusing on touring. Right. And in the middle of this. In about 2015, Dean Castronovo gets arrested for a lot of things. I'm not even going to go into that. Yeah, we can have a whole. I don't even. Thing. I don't want to go into it just because it's been talked about more times than I can count anywhere. Yeah. You, you, you can you find can, it. You, you can, can look it up. Look up his name. But he's gotten over it. He's gotten better, and I don't want to focus on yeah. that drama. But he gets arrested, gets fired from Journey for obvious reasons, and then Steve Smith comes back. So now we're reuniting the classic lineup minus Steve Perry. Right. Um, and so a lot of cool things came out of that, like of, per- of Smith coming back. Um, they released an amazing live album in 2017, which is um, they play the entirety of Escape and the entirety of Frontiers. And that's it. Right. Yeah, I think um, I remember hearing about that. I've, yeah. I've, we've, we've watched it. I have the Blu-ray of it over there. But um, it, it's an amazing album. Like... The thing that kind of sucks is that everything's a half step down, and right. so and so that's what happened a lot with Arnell too. And I was going to mention that I remember at the concert like separate ways being uh, at, like at that point everything would have been yeah. a half step down. Yeah, I remember. I think you may have heard lights, and I that think, was in half step down yeah. too. And I mean, it wasn't bad. Don't yeah, me. no, it still, still it still sounds good. And honestly, there are some songs that I'm like, now as I've gotten you know to listening to so much right. music, sometimes it's cool to see things. You know, half step down or some kind. But of it sucks knowing that it has to be done but, out of necessity. Yeah. It, like it's not, not out not of a, a choice, a stylistic choice. Yeah, right. it's coming because his voice just cannot hit. That. And even then, like there are, like I was getting worried when we were getting ready to see them because I had seen some videos from even late 2021 where it was sounding kind of off. And then there's me that's just like, I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> right. But but worry. but I was just I was worried not necessarily about it being bad, but about like, man, what's happening? Like, is it? Is he okay? Is like, he yeah. is he okay? Because I know he got like vocal cord surgery, surgery and stuff. Yeah, because he they, the touring was so intense, and they were pushing his, his monitors forward. Is everything so? Was being pushed, I yeah. was like, man, like poor poor guy, you know. Um, but it's so 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 it's good that that all got solved, and so so now we're in like 2017, 2018-ish, and they do that tour with Def Leppard, yeah, um, which ruled. I mean, I didn't get to see yeah. Def Leppard, yeah, because his they I, saw him in Albuquerque, and yeah, and it rained that day. It was in an open venue, so obviously, yeah, I mean, it made halfway sense. through Journey, sense. Set. you don't want to damage or put anybody at risk, right? But, but it was unfortunate. I would have loved to see Def so, Leppard too, but so yeah, so now we get to 2020, and they're doing some shows. Before COVID hits, yeah, right, and Neil Sean catches wind of a little coup d'état that um, a coup d'état, a, um, a that, revolution that um, Ross, Valerie, and Steve Smith were cooking up of basically wanting to take control of the publishing company of yeah, like Journey. Mut- basically mutiny, on and the they're ship. basically they were out to give themselves a guaranteed income income stream, right. even after they stopped touring. Right, and so, and apparently they had found out that Steve Perry was behind that too, um, before he left, and he, and it was working for him. He was making money well, right. from Journey, and I mean, not lot, being in the yeah, band. A lot of it probably came from like just royalties. Well, he was making money uh, from the tours, the of, tours of, right. of Revelation. Oh wow, I didn't know that. The like that was literally what they were trying to do. Was just no matter what's happening with Journey, they get 
a part of the, I guess good, the yeah. income. Yeah, because if I remember, it was just more because they were part of the band. So right. they wanted to be like, if the They're getting still touring, royalties for the names, for not the name, f- for yeah. the name journey, not for what they've contributed, contributed to it. Right. Uh, so they find out about that, and Neil Sean immediately fires Ross, Valerie, and Steve Smith. So firing two legacy members, one being the OG member, Ross, yeah. Valerie, and then of course it being Neil Sean, who is you know one of the OG right. members firing yeah. the other. And like he, he's like they seem to be good now. Like he's talked about Steve Smith. Um, since it's happened and they seem to be on good terms but, um, but it's just that timing of that with the COVID right. and Arnell is still recovering at this point yeah. like. so so then they bring in um, they bring in for a brief for a brief period which is the making of the most recent album f- so we'll, we'll, we'll I'll get there but um, they do they do um, a couple live performances with this guy Marco Mendoza on bass, and Dean Castronovo comes comes back right. because he's already gotten out of prison and yeah, long, worked 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 on you himself. You can find everything, and um, so he that. so he rejoins. They do some shows, and then they stop to develop their new album, which is called Freedom. So going back to the Raised on Radio thing, initially Raised on Radio was going to be called Freedom, right? And I knew, but then it. Steve Perry wanted to change the name, and so it's funny. With the Randy Jackson connection, because Randy Jackson comes back to, for freedom, yeah. and then they bring in this drummer, uh, Narada Michael Walden. Man, what a, what a fancy name! Yeah, yeah, he's a really cool drummer, and he's actually a really amazing producer as well. He's produced a lot of really good, right. really good stuff, and he's just he's a phenomenal drum drummer. And we are gonna do a mini episode about the uh, Journey album about freedom, freedom, right? Because this came out. Uh, we're we're recording this August twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. And this album came out July eighth of twenty twenty two. There's there's a few things we got to catch up. So it's been out for over a month now, and this is monumental because it's been eleven years at this point since Journey's released an album. And Freedom is a really really amazing album, and it's really special to me. Like I think the quality of it, it's definitely of the modern albums. It's their second best, I think, after Revelation. And I Um, think it's it's cool. Like seeing it, like having have seen it, we were technically on what they called the Freedom Tour, right? So with us not knowing that they were gonna make a whole new album called Freedom, yeah. I mean, obviously, again, it was, and they did play, and in Crucis, they played two songs from the new album, which was which was cool, which I didn't see, yeah, no, yeah. But I mean, and then something I just want to mention was before we fully dive into Freedom. Yeah. Um, the artwork on these albums, like it's the simple, you know, Egyptian scarab. And, you know, for the most part, and just different, you know, art forms. And But, like, how we mentioned Trial by Fire is very unique. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. A lot of their modern albums look really cool, yeah. too. Like, re- like re- they re- all keep Revelation. the scare, but they add the extra wings from the right. other albums. Um, honestly, Freedom has one of the a nicest. Really covers. good. It's very slim, very uh, simple, but it, it works. It works. Know? And it really, um, like, pops and. Yeah, this album, and I'm gonna reserve my thoughts on freedom because we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna do a mini yeah. episode about it. But, but I will say for this album, I think out of the modern stuff, this is probably my favorite. Mm. I do like, like, um, was it Revelations? Yeah, it's pretty, like, it's solid, and I love Arnell's take on the original, you know, yeah, Journey songs by Steve, not by Steve, but sung right. by Steve. <laughs> um, well, he he did write a majority of them. them, yeah. But um, definitely, like, I just feel like this one just feels so much like you know. OG journey in a way right but at the same time it feels new 
Yeah, it, right. You know it's Arnell, and it's great. Like, yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that later on. But um, but, but yeah, again, I mean that's kind of extremely solid album, and that's kind of like a chronological. Yeah. Um, I guess chronological timeline right of the events of journey's rise and we're gonna we're gonna do more of these about other of our favorite bands but we figured this would be a good timing doing journey because someone say queen (laughs) because of uh because of the timing of the freedom album coming out we've been having that on the queue to talk about right so um so yeah i mean that's kind of did we have any other thoughts about anything um not really i mean i just think again Great stuff. Um, when they released the the mix for Stranger Things, that was cool. Oh yeah, the se- the Separate Ways remix, and then yeah. it being you know kind of involved in the show and right. stuff. Real cool. Yeah, just having Jeremy and you know that's more. the thing is that it's, what's amazing is that this band has been as big as it has been ever since 1981. Yeah, they've kept that like I mean they're one of the defining rock bands of all time. time. Yeah, like they're like, multi generational. They reach. They reach every like generation, corner, yeah. you know, uh, each corner of the globe. Like they are right. like one of the most iconic and like rock when we saw them both times or when I saw them both times, they sold out. Yeah. 80,000 seat arenas like they've really just yeah, kept up there. When I went to see them, you know, so we've all seen them technically three times. Yeah. Uh, even though when I saw them in Albuquerque, like it was still like a lot of people are coming. To right. Journey. Like. Right. And it's insane to think that, again, a band, uh, like we talk about Queen, who's still right. selling out arenas. It's so rare to find groups like that yeah. who still have that kind of gravitas, that magnetism that attracts people to you know, keep right. watching them. Right. Especially with um, Journey, I've noticed like they've got a... It's not that Queen doesn't release new stuff, obviously, with Adam and all that, but with Arnell, like, they release whole brand new albums, and it took them, again, you know, 10 years right. to drop a whole new album but like people are still i think it ended up going to like number number one on the itunes charts on the iTunes yeah. charts uh, neil sean had posted about right it. and like the the arnell albums the quality really isn't any different from the perry albums right. you know like they're it's amazing how so many years later they can still put out really say. good quality that was the good thing i think about journeys they've always been consistent right like, they can still it's a their songwriting is a well you yeah. know it, it it and it's like the forever giving well never right. runs out right right yeah but yeah so that's kind of our thought I mean yeah Journey is one of my all time favorite bands and always will be so yeah we just kind of wanted to talk about the history of the band and all that stuff so so yeah thank you guys so much for listening to this episode uh, check us out on Instagram and um, at at Pop Culture Pod zero one and thank you for listening we just, oh, yeah. we just passed uh, two hundred and forty all time listens so, so thank you thank everybody you guys so for much. listening we appreciate uh, it yeah it's a so, small two dudes yeah. <laughs> podcast yeah so it's it's been a lot of fun so look forward to more thanks so much for, for listening bye.